welcome to So What Do You Think, a podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jane, with me here is B. Hi. So tonight we've got a, another wilderness disappearance. I know we like those on this show. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people disappear in the wilderness, so something to talk about. This case is a little stranger than usual, though. This is the case of the disappearance of 82-year-old Tom Messick. I'm assuming you haven't heard uh... <laughs> I'm gonna stop asking. I think if you have, yeah. how about you don't even ask, and I'll be like, I know that one, and then oh, you'll be like, oh, okay. we'll, we'll do no that. Way. We'll no, that. I don't know this one. How okay. many? We need to go back and figure out how many of the episodes I actually have known. Yeah, not a whole lot, I'd say. <laughs> I rate my my percentage ain't good. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom Messink was obviously an elderly guy, being 82, but he was quite active, um, as active as he could be at that age. He was an ex-paratrooper and an avid hunter, so he was very comfortable in the woods. He even taught a hunting and survival course. Tom lived in New York State, which I've come to learn is quite heavily wooded in some areas. When you think of New York, you think of, like, the city, but there's a whole state, apparently, and um, <laughs> and it's like... it's well, like I'll be. <laughs> yeah, it's like bushy. It's got forests and stuff. So there you go, something, something I didn't know before. But he was out of the city in a place named Troy. So it's November 15, 2015, and Tom and his group of six friends and family, they decide to spend their Sunday hunting in an area called Lily Pond in the Lake George Wild Forest. Now, I'm not a hunter. It's not something I'm really familiar with. But apparently the way they did things was that the four older people would be the watchers. So this just meant that they'd find a comfy log to sit on and wait for the other people to drive the deer towards them. This is a technique that apparently gains quite a bit of success. So they're all kind of in a line, like maybe like 100 metres away from each other. So not within sight, but within earshot of each other. And they just sit there for the whole day and they wait for the deer to come towards them while the younger guys are doing that they, they drive further up and they send them towards them and then one of them shoots it this to me sounds kind of dangerous like I don't know if I'd want to be the person walking towards the deer like how do you know that you're not going to get a shot you know yeah yeah I don't know it sounds flawed to me but this is what these guys do apparently yeah so Tom although he is very very experienced is very very elderly as well he had lost an eye at a young age and had pretty bad hearing as well he actually also had some heart issues and nearly didn't go on this trip because he had a shingles flare-up. So he really couldn't walk very far. I know, poor old guy. Uh, it all just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Uh, yeah, I know. But he was committed. He was committed. Look, he was, he was doing the trip. Yeah. So he couldn't walk very far is the point. So the log where he was perched was not far from the road. It was about 40 metres from the road. So everyone parts ways at 10 a.m. and they begin their procedure. By 4.30, the younger guys had gotten to the point where the watchers were. Mm-hmm. There were no deer seen that day at all. So nobody shot anything or anyone as far as we know. So they get back to the point where the watchers are. They regroup, get ready to go back to camp. But notice that Tom isn't there. They think this is really weird and, you know, find that not only is he not on his log where they'd left him, but he's nowhere in that vicinity at all. Straight away, they know that something is wrong here and they contact the the authorities immediately. 
Half the group stayed, stayed the night there at that site and they, like, were honking their car horns and shooting their rifles into the air, you know, just to try and let Tom know where that they were in case he was out there. Still no Tom, though. And the next day, the official search and rescue operation swings into action. In all, over 300 people helped search and they had dogs, helicopters and even divers to go and look in the water bodies. The search went on for weeks and weeks. Tom is not found, though. Neither are any of his belongings. And the search dogs track his walking route from the road to the log, but it just ends there. Like he literally teleported out of there. So thoughts so far. From the road to the log. Yeah, that's it, where he walks to the log and that's it. The possible he took it back. Well, that's, like that's a possibility. For the yeah. road. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, what do you think are some possibilities that could have happened to Tom? UFO. <laughs> Definitely the first thing. Well, <laughs> Most likely thing. Disappear. Yeah, it sounds as though he just sort of vanished from where he was. Jetpack. Jetpack, definitely, yeah. He, well, you know, if he's going to, like, his tracks are just gone. Yeah. Yeah, unless, like you said, he, he backtracked back up to the road. But this yeah. is a guy that's like kind of struggling with walking. He's not going to want to do too much of it. Yeah. And this, I have to say, this bush area. So I actually did a search and I've got some photos of the type of bush we're talking about. And it's thick, thick, thick bush. Yeah. Um, would have been not an easy task to walk in and out of it. Yeah. So not long into this search effort, the FBI shows up. Now, this in itself is really strange. FBI only really get involved if a child is missing, not an adult. Tom's family actually asked why the FBI was there and nobody would answer them. Nobody would tell them why. So let's have a look at theories. Firstly, we have the theory that he wandered off for some reason. Um, He's an old guy. Maybe he had the startings of dementia. Who knows? And either he got lost or fell into a cave or a crevice or something like that. But I mean, yeah, dementia, but wouldn't the family be sort of like, Oh, he's been a bit funny lately. Yeah, yeah, you don't just get it in a day, right? Why would why would the um, family not be saying that and then the FBI are like, we're here because we believe he has dementia, even though the family haven't said anything about it? Yeah, so, yeah, it seems unlikely that dementia was a factor in this. Yeah. I mean, as far as wandering off goes, I would have to say no, like, to getting lost anyway. Like not only was this guy a survivalist with 60 plus years of experience, he was an old guy with health issues and he couldn't really walk far. So he's not just going to be like up and wandering around, you know. And I think the dogs would have tracked him, you know, and his wife was like, no, absolutely not. First of all, like I said, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows what to do if he gets lost in the bush. He would have like cut a piece of his jacket off and left it as a marker. Like there's a whole heap of things that he would have done. Mm. but again why would he just get up and wander away i just don't see a reason for that i mean Mm. you're stalking deer for starters you don't want to be making a kerfuffle because a you're going to scare off the deers or b you might get shot by someone who thinks he went to live with deer he is now a deer man correct yep Yep, that definitely could have happened yeah yeah maybe maybe bambi's father got payback (laughs) wait no sorry maybe bambi got payback for his father Yeah, okay, we'll put that in there as well. No, his mother. Sorry, I really am messing up my Disney references. (laughs) So, yeah, what do you think about this theory of him wandering off? Uh, No. No? Yeah, I'm not feeling it either. I think that even, you know, the search and rescue people at the time were like, no, 
that didn't happen. That's definitely not what's happening here. I mean, he could have stepped aside to pee or something like that, 100%. I'm sure that he probably would, old man bladder, you know. Hmm. Um, but I'm sure he would have just literally stepped to the side to pee. He, he's not. Oh, guys, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, like, it's not like he's got to hide. No one else is in his sight, line of sight or anything like that. Yeah. So, so the you next old guy, your prostate is bloody playing up a lot. You ain't going to be stepping aside every time you need a pee. Yeah, exactly. You're probably just, like, unzipping what, sitting there where you are. Yeah. The next theory is that he that it was foul play and someone came along and essentially took him away. Look, this seems like it could be possible to me as it explains where he went, but, I mean, let's just talk logistics for starters. I see three scenarios here as possibilities. Firstly, someone comes to him, kills him. We know that the dogs tracked his scent to the stump but not far beyond that, like just maybe the immediate vicinity. So if someone came and killed him, a few things would need to be true. First of all, they would need to have killed him quietly because he was in within earshot of the other guys that he was there with. They're set about 90 metres from each other, so pretty close, but they couldn't see each other just because of the denseness of the forest. They all had walkie-talkies as well, so he could have called for help. Um, so whoever this was, if someone did kill and or abduct him, it was quiet and it was quick. You would assume that he it wouldn't have involved a gun or anything noisy like that. Second of all, the next thing that needs to be true is that the killer was able to drag his gro- this grown man out of the woods and do it quietly and also follow Tom's exact route that he took into the woods, which how would he have known that? Remember that the dogs only tracked that line. So I guess in this scenario, we have a person or persons driving up to exactly where they knew Tom was, which would be strange because, you know, Tom was dropped off and then the car was taken further up the road. So the car wasn't there where Tom was. You know, so they would have had to know exactly where he was, then quietly sneak up on him, kill or capacitate him, and then quietly drag him away. So thoughts on that? Possible. I mean, my first question is why? You know, that sounds like Who a was bit on of that trip. Who else was there? Yeah, well, supposedly everyone was doing their thing, doing the hunting. Yeah, I just don't know why someone would want to Who just randomly, randomly kill an old guy. The um, one whoever was driving the car in their party drop him and off. How many more drop offs did that person have to do? Well, I don't think that they had too many because I mean they dropped Tom off there because he couldn't walk very far. So yeah. they dropped him off exactly where he needed to be, and he just walked into the bush. I think everyone else just sort of spread out themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I just I struggle to find a motive here. It seems unlikely for some rando to just decide to drop off to off an old dude in the bush and make an effort of concealing him so I guess it's unlikely in my mind yeah we've talked about this before where if you're getting rid of a body you usually know the person because you can be tied to them whereas yes the stranger that wants to randomly be a psycho and kill an old dude they just go do it and just leave him there the other scenario is that Tom walked back to the road for some reason and was picked up there This is also a possible scenario, but again, why? What would be his reason for wanting to walk back to the road? Um, Like I said, it's dangerous to get up and start walking around when other people are hunting. Mm. Um, A snap twig could get you shot if someone thinks that you're a deer or something. Mm. If you needed assistance, he would have used the walkie-talkie and asked someone to come and help him, or Mm. even just on the walkie-talkie said, I'm just heading back to the road, so he didn't get shot. Mm. So I would need a good reason for him walking to the road, I think. 
I mean, it's not like the car was there either. Like he would have been walking to a road with no car. Yeah. So, yeah, thoughts on this theory? So again, I feel like that's the most likely. But why? So no reason, you know? Yeah, but maybe he did. We don't know. Yeah, I guess we don't know what happened that day, do we? Yeah. The only other scenario here would be if someone was on a quad or something like that and came out to him, killed him, took him out on the quad. But mm. I think we're getting into silly territory here because quads are loud and I'm sure someone yeah. would have heard it, you know. Um, and also why? <laughs> why is my question? Why would somebody do this? Why did someone want this old guy dead? So while I, I wouldn't be happy to rule out the foul play theory, I'm not seeing any evidence for it, nor am I seeing a reason for it. So what are we left with? I guess that we need to look at the strange elements of this case at this point. Now, as I said, the FBI showed up, which was really bizarre. Also, the Green Berets showed up. Now, you might remember the Green Berets showing up in another similar case we covered, that of Dennis Martin, the young that also... Now, why did we think they came up in Dennis Martin's case again? We didn't know because it was some sort of weird government thing. Like they they know that something is going on out there but not really telling anyone about it. Yeah, so that was what we were left with. There was something out there that they didn't want us to know. Yeah, that was sort of the implication there. Mm -hmm. These two cases, Dennis Martin and Tom Messick, are the only cases in USA's history where the Green Berets have showed up to investigate a missing person. UFOs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we never found out about Dennis Martin. No, that's it. And Tom was how did someone just vanish into thick air, thin air? (laughs) All right, I am not good today. (laughs) Um, How does someone vanish into thick air? Oh my god. (laughs) Um, How does some? And interesting, interesting. Well, I think it's interesting that it's a young person a child yeah and an elderly person two vulnerable types of people Mm -hmm. what are they playing at i know and the fbi they they usually get involved in cases when there are children gone missing not old guys so Mm. that's weird um and actually when tom's wife beverly asked the fbi why they were there they were like, something didn't look right with the case, but until they have further evidence, they can't discuss it. That was their official line, oh, which is very okay. vague. Yeah. So, yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> very strange. So this leads me to the old missing 411 theory, which we have m- mentioned before. Oh, uh, yeah. Times. Look, I've had requests to elaborate more on this phenomena, but I'm not going to, only because David Pilates, the guy who came up with this theory, is quite litigious and can be hostile to people, so I'm not going to put myself in his view. But it's absolutely a fascinating theory, though, and I follow it avidly. Um, Go and have a look, like Google it. If you want to know more about it, Google it. There's so much information out there. The best resource is actually YouTube where he goes on a show called Coast to Coast and he just tells his entire theory. So you can actually listen to some of the audio about that. It essentially just connects a lot of similarities between people who seem to vanish off the face of the earth in national parks. Um, Tom's case actually features in his documentary, Missing 411, The Hunted, and I highly recommend this documentary. Some bits are just terrifying. So, again, if you want to know a bit more about the Missing 411 um, phenomena, go and look up this documentary. I think it's on Prime. 
so you just tell me on the side so I don't have to watch something so terrifying. Um, Tom's story is actually not as terrifying, so you could watch that bit. There's, like, stuff later on. Basically, um, Polites is, like, he started off as a Bigfoot researcher, but he has said that he doesn't think that Bigfoot is this phenomena. But there's, like, profile points. So people that go missing, um, they seem to vanish into thin air. They The scent dogs can't track them. Usually there's, like, a big weather event afterwards so that it hinders the search effort. And then either they're never found again or they're found and they're like in somewhere completely random. Like there was this one kid who we might cover on the podcast, Jared Adadero, who, again, he was like Dennis Martin. He was in the bush, completely vanished into thin air, didn't find him. And then they found his clothes and his shoes like 20 miles away up a ravine, somewhere where he couldn't have got to, you know. So it's just really bizarre I feel as though it's probably like an interdimensional thing, but mm. it's, it's really, really bizarre, this whole phenomena anyway. So did Tom vanish into wherever these missing 411 cases go? Yeah, maybe, but the jury is still out on what exactly those cases, what happens to those people. Some theories, like I said, is like an interdimensional phenomena. Our old friend Yeti even gets brought up or even that it's related to cave systems. So um, I've got to say that I think that Yeti would make noise though gonna say i think yeti's off the hook in this case mm. um, and i think tom would probably tell someone if he saw a yeti you'd be on that walkie talkie straight up mm. one interesting thing to come from the missing 411 doco was that pilates interviewed one of tom's friends who was a watcher that day so he was sitting in his position up up from tom he says that at some point that day he heard a strange noise like nothing he had ever heard before he said it was like a it was like a quick noise and he could only describe it as like a whooshing, cracking, zapping sound. Now, his son also heard the sound and said it sounded almost like a trap door shutting. So what could be some possibilities that this sound is, do you think? Mm, I've got nothing. Like whooshing, zapping, cracking. That sounds bizarre, right? It sounds like someone gets electrocuted or something. Yeah. Laser. Alien yeah. laser. Aliens. Yep. Maybe we're moving closer towards the alien situation. Mm. You never know. So there is discussion online about this sound and there's been a few theories floated. Maybe the trapdoor sound was the sound of a ute tray closing. Was he put in a ute and taken away? But then I feel like everyone knows what that sound sounds like, especially if you're like a bush person mm. and you've had experience with utes. You know what a tray closing on a ute sounds like. Mm. I thought maybe the, the zapping, cracking was like a taser or something, you know, maybe mm. he was tasered and that incapacitated him. But, again, then we go down the route of why. Yeah. I even wondered if, it, like, a tree fell on him, but that's, that's a pretty distinct sound as well. So I'm sure, and I'm sure they would have found him if he was stuck under a tree. Um, another theory was, like, a trap door. So he, like, maybe fell into a pit trap or something that someone had set for a deer. Um, and, then, you know, that one's a possibility for me. If he fell into a trap, he may not have been found if it was well concealed. So, yeah, that they're my thoughts on this weird sound. What do you reckon? I feel like a trap, the, I mean, they were searching and by the sounds of it, searching for a long time. So mm, you think that they I find it hard to believe that they would have not found. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And the dogs potentially smelling him as well. And the dogs. I mean, when there's dogs involved, those guys are pretty good at what they do. So yeah, they are. They are. I mean, mm. the trap door would have to be so close to where he was sitting. Yeah. For that to be a factor, I think. Mm. There is one more theory that we have to consider, and that is that an accident actually happened and his hunting group covered it up. How many people were on the group? Seven altogether. So him and six others. Small enough to cover it up, but I don't know why you would if it was an accident. You know, why do people cover anything up? You know, they Mm. don't don't want to get in trouble. Maybe, you know, whoever it was was like, yeah, just didn't want to get into trouble for it. Some people have suggested that he may have never been out there in the first place, which I guess could be easy to fake by giving the some the dog someone else's garment to track or something like that. More likely, though, he could have been victim of an accidental shooting, like we said in the start. The whole system of them sort of walking towards each other seems quite flawed to me. Mm. I always think how easy it must be to accidentally get shot on these trips. I'm surprised, well, maybe it does happen quite often, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, especially when you get those two sets of people facing each other. It sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. Literally, like if that's a known hunting um, technique, then why would you cover it up? You could literally just say, we were doing the blah, blah thing. Yeah. And he went off track and he wasn't supposed to be there. And there's six people to pack it up. Yeah. I know. And if he was shot, there would have to have been blood. Yeah, true. Well, I guess not necessarily, though. Like, if you shoot someone in the right place, they don't necessarily bleed externally. But we're talking about an accident. So the chances of them shooting them, that's like shooting them in the right place intentionally. Mm. The odds of shooting someone in the right place accidentally, I just think, would be far reduced. But then would you have even, like, if it was only a small amount of blood, would you have even seen it, you know, like out there in the bush if it's very shrubby? and Yeah, but I'm just thinking lots of people searching, um, dogs involved. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. But I guess, like, they were all dressed in camo. And like I said, one snapped stick and you, you, were, you could get, someone's a bit trigger happy and you're getting popped, I feel. So I guess it's a possibility to me that this could have happened. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I just but again, I just don't understand why you would try cover it up. Yeah. Well, we just don't know why people do anything. Oh, God. Like if an accident's ever going to happen, it's probably going to happen on a hunting trip. I know. I feel like of, of all the accidental death rulings, you're going to probably get the most leeway with something like a hunting yeah. trip. Yeah. I just have to add here that there is a camp online who claim to have investigated this a little bit further and someone, some people have actually got to know the family and say that the family are actually like full dodgy people and they're no good um, and that this was actually a purposeful setup. Now, this is pure speculation, of course. I've got Mm -hmm. no evidence, but it's out there. The theory is out there. And when, when he was in the documentary, his son actually had like a calm, almost jovial affect in the documentary. So people have sort of picked that out as him sort of not really being too cut up about his dad dying or disappearing. But when was that filmed? I want to say that the doco came out maybe two years ago and this was 2015, did we say? So only a couple of years later. For this theory to work, six people and potentially his wife would have had to be down with lying about it. So that kind of makes me not so sold on it. 
but there is one more thing to discuss here, and that is another similar strange case. Ten days after Tom went missing, 68-year-old Fritz Drum walked out of his home 50 kilometres away to go hunting and never returned, and his body has never been found either. Now, I only mention this because some people suggest that maybe we've got like a serial killer or something at play, but I feel like that's a stretch. Like 50 kilometres is not close enough to be really anything to me. I don't know. What do you think? 50 kilometres, yeah. True people, no. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems... The thing to me is that a random stranger wouldn't have known Tom was there because there was no car and he was hidden in the bush. Yeah. So that's what sort of puts me off the whole random stranger thing. Yeah. I think it's unlikely that we have a serial killer. You know, it's not impossible, but I think serial killers find it hard to stop. So there would have probably been others. Yeah. And as I said, there's no evidence for this. So, yeah. So, yeah, final thoughts. What happened to Tom? That's my final thought. What happened to Tom? <laughs> that is the final thought. What the hell yeah. happened to Tom? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know more about his family. Um, yeah. If they really are the shady. Why they would have. Like, what did they stand to gain from that? Is there insurance yeah, yeah. or that sort of thing? And how are they um, dodging? Like, what's the dodginess about them? Yeah, yeah. I, again, we always talk about how people deal with things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, questioning someone's body language and demeanour two years after yeah. is a bit kind of silly. Yeah. Um, and plus being a male, by the sounds of it, having a military father probably, you know, you don't show your emotions as much. Yep. So why was he meant to just be a mess on the documentary? No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and everyone reacts differently. So, yeah. and we're yeah. talking two years. That is, it's only two years, but at the same time, it is two years. Yeah. And it could um, have been longer. We don't know when they started filming that doco. Yeah. I mean, it could have been like three or four years. Yeah. I feel like. I would probably lean more towards this was an accident and maybe Mm. the reason that, but they were following. Yeah, but would the dogs have picked up on, no, because the dogs were only looking for his scent. Yeah. So they wouldn't have picked up if someone else or some other people were walked along the same uh, track. Exactly, they weren't looking for that, yeah. So six other people, enough to carry a body, was like, the car ever checked for um i'm that the no evidence i mean no information about that okay, but I would assume my so. thought price my thought is maybe uh the accident potentially happened somewhere else they loaded him up they carried him down there yeah i guess oh the- no sorry that not that they loaded him up they loaded him up and then they faked the trail down there using his clothes or something i think the and problem that we backtracked. I think the problem we have with like getting evidence for these cases is that they start off as missing persons. So yeah. the police aren't looking at them as their foul play or anything. They're not yeah. searching cars and getting evidence and that sort of thing. They're putting all their energies into search efforts and that sort of thing. Yeah. So people stayed behind allegedly. Hmm. There was, sounds like there was multiple cars. Yeah. They would have and had then other people went to get help. We're only going off what those people are saying. We don't actually know. That's the thing as well is we can only go by what we've been told. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not 
buying a rando rocking up, knowing where he would be quietly killing him and dragging him out and then taking him away. I just don't see any sort of universe where that is a possibility. Yeah. I'm also not buying that he wandered off and got lost. Mm. I might be swayed towards a secret trapdoor situation, but, again, there isn't any evidence for that. Yeah. In fact, it's the zero evidence that I actually think might be evidence in this case. You know, there's just nothing, and that's really weird. So either he was never there or things were covered up really, really well. Mm. Um, I think there's a really good chance that the people out there with him that day knew know exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I had to pick something, I would have to say that old guys don't just vanish into thin air. Yeah. You know, someone does things to them. And look, as far as the missing 411 phenomena goes, we don't know what that is, but people certainly do disappear into thin air in that phenomena. So maybe that's what we've got. But mm. if it's not that, I think that, that the family and friends should have been probably looked into a little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my final thoughts anyway. But, um, mm. yeah, everyone come and let us know what you think. Do you think that Tom, you know, and also aliens, you know, we did say it could be aliens. Yeah. Let us know if you think it was aliens. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, we don't ascribe enough things to aliens. We no. haven't had enough possible alien cases, I think. I feel like I've mentioned them a lot. Yeah, we do. We mentioned them, but, yeah. Anyway, everyone, let us know what you think. Come and check us out on socials and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.